This episode of the Digiday podcast is sponsored by Kiwi. If you're a publisher, you should know Kiwi. Publishers like the New York Times, Refinery29, National Geographic, Tastemade, and BBC all use Kiwi to distribute content profitably on Facebook. Yes, profitably. To see how, see a demo at kiwi.co slash digiday. That's K-E-Y-W-E-E. Kiwi, making stories relevant and powerful. Business Insider is the epitome of a digital publisher that grew fast and amassed a large audience with a business model dependent on advertising. But times change. BI is now among the many publishers pursuing a subscription program. In BI's case, it's called BI Prime. I'm Brian Morrissey, and this is the Digiday Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Nick Carlson, Global Editor-in-Chief of BI and Chief Content Officer of BI parent company, Insider Inc. Nick and I discuss the importance of having a subscription arm, getting editorial staff on board with a paywall, and the recent editorial reorganization that will result in Business Insider focusing more on, well, business. Nick, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Brian. It's been uh, about two years since you were on here. A uh, yes. lot of changes. So this week, you announced a little bit of a reorganization in which I, I sort of snarkily tweeted that it was Business Insider pivoting back to business. Um, explain exactly what you guys are doing. And I will explain that tweet to you. is accurate. I will. <laughs> it's fine, Brian. I'm used to your tweets. <laughs> no, uh, no. You know, it's actually, we didn't intend to do press around this because it's, it's one of these things we're figuring out um, a big plan and then it, we hoped it would show, but then uh, then Digiday's reporters managed oh, to get please, give me a, break. a hand on our memo and, and publish it. So it was an internal meeting that we had about um, our, there are basically two big announcements for the, the team. And one was that we are um, taking some of the team and moving them over from Business Insider into Insider, which is our big general interest uh, news and lifestyle publication. Uh, the That would be the politics, news, and mill okay. teams. But, but formerly lifestyle, formerly food videos. Right. Well, the, Formerly the, life is an adventure. I believe you were here. Yes. Talking yeah, about it. Talking about that. Yeah. I mean, the vision for Insider always was this. And then, you know. It doesn't matter if it wasn't always the vision, yeah. by the way. Yeah. No, I know. Things that can change. That's true. Absolutely. I like how everyone always like is like, oh, yeah, no, we we set out this plan, you know, back when we were at that loading dock or whatever you guys and it was always just no no i mean so uh, i'll just tell you exactly what happened but i mean we started with this big idea and then we put nine people in a conference room and started making all the things that would fit into this this is 2015 this is 2015 and then we and then we you can't boil the ocean to use a cliche but you know we just sort of looked at it and said we need to do what we always do which is i'm holding up my hands now to make a venn diagram which is we we tell our our team to like think about their, their job is to consider the passions of the audience as best we can measure them. We can talk about how we measure that and then their own passions and, and then live in that overlap and then make a job there make a brand there. And the original insider team came over from lots of people from the lifestyle sections of business insider. And we also got immediate reaction for doing, but this um, was video. This was at yeah, a time. Right. It was a now this kind of approach yes, of yeah. There was there was no website and it yes. was all going to be yeah which meant Facebook. Right? But our first video series was a lot of Facebook about um, Donald Trump supporters. You know that was it, it, it was still 2016 and and it you know it was, or excuse me it's 2015 and it was the, right. It was but sort of, you quickly moved yes, into 
um, interesting, interesting food concoctions, yeah. rainbow oh, bagels, uh, interesting things that happen with cheese. And it took off and travel and design and these things. And we do, and realize let's, let's focus on this first. Your audience will also be aware of the fact that, um, news is a hard thing to sell Yeah, and lifestyle is an easier thing to sell. Okay. So Pete Spandy was happy. Yeah. And so like, let's get this thing on sound financial footing and, and solid and profitable and those kinds of things. And it, it had the sort of rocket ship. Uh, billion trillion views. Yes, mostly Facebook. Much derided on this podcast. <laughs> billion views. So what I like to what I like to do is say just divide it um, divide it by three, and then come. That's a thirty second views number. So I mean, okay, that's a lot, right? That's that's a. I once did this on. I should have brought these numbers. Ah, but it, it, we once looked at the hours consumed. It's like go go to those figures, and it's just it's tremendously huge. So. But, but anyway, so the, the point is, yes, we, 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 we figured out these, the, that model. And then we kind of thought, okay, let's add in those things when we're ready and now we're ready. And so, and then meanwhile, the second big announcement was this is not a diminishment of business insider in any way. It's actually the opposite. We plan to invest a lot in our business news coverage and, you know, <laughs> business news coverage. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, because I, mean, you know, the regular—I don't know if it's a knock, but it's an observation right. on on uh, Business Insider—is you go there, you've you've got a, a deeply reported Tesla story, right? And then you've got this like out of nowhere um, sort of—I don't know—it's traffic generating story, but it's way think... more lifestyle. It it's, and I think it's hard because. Henry, I asked when he was on this podcast a couple of years ago about this because you start to say, well, business people are interested in lots of different things. Yeah. But then pretty soon you're covering everything. Right. And I would guess, guess it got internally very confusing. Well, so it's, it's, here's, here's how we thought about it. And, and basically, and it, we, we thought there's a huge opportunity to cover business and, and, and this is going to help this team remain focused on that. The last thing that we would ever want to do, and mm -hmm. we will not do this is we have this really funny, odd acronym that we use to describe our style, which is, which I'm going to pronounce it and it's really weird, but it works for us, which is, which is chef, which is smart, conversational, helpful, accurate, fair, fast, fearless, and fun. And, you know, that includes the stuff where, yeah, you're going to get the Tesla story. Mm -hmm. By the way, the Tesla story may be about Azalea Banks tweet, you know, like having her Instagram story about Elon sure. Musk, which is very, very BI story. And it's also, I like to talk about great reporting from inside companies and that's fun. You know, that's one of the F's, but then yes, you'll also see one about, um, how a, in 2014, a, uh, interior design team at Tesla felt like blew the whistle and then felt like they were retaliated against on safety problems. Mm -hmm. What, what ne won't you see on, sort of, what won't you see on business? Insider it's it's, that it's you actually would. less what you, it's actually less about subtracting uh, and more about, we really want to like invest a lot in science journalism and political journalism and mm -hmm. sports journalism. And these are areas where if we did invest enough to meet the opportunities that we see, you would start to see a problem on business insider. You would start to see these things kind of like, Mm -hmm. to overwhelm what is business insider, both on the team side and, and for the reader. And so it's, and so it's, we don't think it's a problem right now. Actually, we think we kind of think of it as a balloon, right? We're blowing it up, blowing it up. And yes, it has, we are maybe a little bit aggressive about what goes into mm -hmm. the business news brand. Um, and we think the balloon's fine right now, but we think if we kept blowing it up and which we would, this is getting horrible. Well, it becomes HuffPost. Yeah. You start to, you start to burst it and all of a sudden, you know, like, 
every you know the, every story in the page is politics or something, and 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 the team doesn't feel like they're proper, you know, really a business news team. So it's like, well, actually, we don't want to stop investing in and politics. To be fair, from an advertising standpoint, right? You know, business news gets higher ad rates than general news, right? And so you want to get the higher ad rates. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that maybe that goes into it, but I, I mean that. That's a factor for sure. Although insiders nicely monetized, uh, the, the site, I don't want to get into details obviously, but, but you can. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know that's good. I, but this is also about the big opportunity we see in those, those, those areas. And so anyway, so on business insider, so yes, business new, I kind of want to correct my, the record a little bit. Yes. Business news coverage in terms of like more enterprise tech coverage. And I can get into why a little bit, um, it has to do with business insider prime, why we think there's now like mm-hmm. a reason to do that. Um, but then also m- more coverage from our strategy section, which might be like lessons you learn from, um, from, from Azalea Banks's career, you know, like things yeah, like yeah. that, which, which you might describe LinkedIn as fluff. Or, yeah. You might describe that as fluff or something, but, but, but we think is really fun and smart and helpful and yeah. fits shaft nicely. So you will still see that mix and it would be terrible if you stopped seeing that mix. People would stop visiting us and, and I, I want to get into prime, but like, what is the crossover as far as, um, content that appears on both like right. insider and business insider. And that's an important, that's an, thanks for asking that because that's important to mention, which is that it's not people who come to business insider and see politics news. Now, you know, they're expecting that. So they will continue to see that because when things get published on insider, they often get published on business insider. Almost, um, there's, you know, a lot of it gets published over on Business Insider. It gets kind of gets hidden. It needs to get floated so that it's seen by actual audience. But it's there, and it'll appear on our front pages when it's at the same about the same ratio you'd see now. Okay, we'll be back after this quick break. With so many changes to Facebook, distributing your content cost-effectively is more important than ever. Kiwi helps hundreds of publishers like New York Magazine. Business Insider, Condé Nast, U.S. News, and The Guardian do just that. Whether you're looking to drive more traffic, increase video viewership, drive subscriptions, or sell products online, Kiwi can help you find and target the audiences that matter most at the best price. Visit kiwi.co slash digiday to see a demo. That's K-E-Y-W-E-E. Kiwi, making stories relevant and powerful. Thank you for your support, Kiwi. Check them out. Now back to the episode. So how does this change internally? Do you operate as one editorial team? We're all one team. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, so we have uh, Allison Chantel as the editor-in-chief of Business Insider US, and then we have Jim Edwards in the UK, and then Julie Zevaloff is running Insider mm-hmm. as the US editor-in-chief. And um, and then they all report to me, but we are all one team and we work very closely together and, right. and run these teams. So having been, um, I, part I, of, I forgot Tony Manfred who runs okay. video. You got these, these things can get very political, I know. but you were part of business insider, um, early on. And mm-hmm. then obviously, uh, you know, really was driving force behind the launch of insider. You know, that building brands is really difficult. Yes. Right. Oh yeah. So right now the brand, you guys are really centered on insider as a brand and Business Insider as yes. a brand, okay? Because it seems like the the plan was to verticalize where it would be at the, at the time that Insider was spun out as a distributed video Yeah, property. you might still see... There was Technology Insider. Yes, there was. Uh, there's Markets Insider. Yeah. I, I believe there was talk of like Sports Insider. insider. Like you can, you can start stamping them out. 
that's right. So I think, but that that comes with the downside. I, I and I think that is a. I think that always was and is like a, a decades long plan. You know, I mean, you you can't. Okay. <laughs> these, I'll have you on this podcast yeah. when I'm seventy. To yeah, exactly. And, and <laughs> I mean, so the the what we think about a lot is that we we did we're doing a really hard thing here, which is we had marketplace and now we're trying to launch NPR. You know, so it's it's so so then once we have right. NPR. I mean, launch yeah. other things like marketplace along the, to, to talk in another analogy that's painful. It's but, funny because the original brand was Silicon Alley Insider, so yeah. it got you in a box, and then it was Business Insider, which yeah. turned out getting you into a box. Yeah, we're now we're out of the box. <laughs> we're Insider it's take can a while. Go I mean, I, I still think. I mean, I'm very flattered that we're talking about Insider. I think there's a long ways to go. It's, but on the video side, it's known. It's funny. I'll go on a family reunion, and um, the the my wife's uncles and aunts will talk to me about business insider. And then her younger cousins will be like, talk to me about insider. And that's kind of, that's the crowd that knows what insider is. Okay. So let's go back to business insider and BI prime. Cause uh, along with these changes, um, I don't know how old, so long BI, as we hit video at some point, BI remember, prime, we will okay, good. BI prime is what, like a year and a half old. It launched in, uh, after some beta testing really in earnest in January. Okay. So it's not that old. Yeah. Does this mean that a lot of, Business insiders content will soon be behind the paywall. Let me talk about Prime and like why I'm excited about it, which I think is answering will answer the question. I think. Okay, well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's like the old um, <laughs> who's got who's got questions for my answers. Yeah, I have the media training. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but really, I do think this will answer your question, which is just that. Um, so when I joined Silicon Alley Insider, which we just talked about back in 2008, I wrote about AOL every single day. And the reason I did that is because back then, um, just a couple of weeks before I joined, Henry Blodgett, my boss, um, had written a story with a picture in it of moving boxes and sudden, and cause there was layoffs coming to AOL and suddenly everyone at that company felt like, and we told readers before management told readers about the layoffs and suddenly everyone at that company felt like, Oh, I'm being, I can get better information from this blog than I can from management. So I'm going to read it every day. And so we had 77 searches per hour on the term AOL. And so I wrote about AOL um, to, to, cause even then we cared about, um, I talked earlier about measuring audience passion. One way you measure it is through traffic. So, so you, I could see that if I wrote about AOL, more people cared and I would get a nice pop in, in, you know, views per post. Um, over time, uh, that size pop. And, th- and that was even at a point when AOL was already an old fashioned like brand, not that people wanted to really talk about in, in, in most media outlets, but it worked for us, mm-hmm. but we'd cracked the company. This is before it bought Bebo and got <laughs> much younger and more it was relevant. Like, <laughs> it was like right around <laughs> the time Randy Falco and, and who was his number two? Like uh, they, I, pe- I remember people did like the Burns and Smithers comparison. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> I recently talked to a Univision executive and I was like, how's Randy Falco doing? And like, it was very familiar, the, the appraisal, um, badly. So, uh, sorry, Randy, if you're listening, but that's what people say. So, um, anyway, so I did that and I got nice traffic for the, our size, right? But then our size grew a lot and the effort I was putting into that kind of business beat coverage on a small company that not that many really people care about in the world, the commercial incentive for us to do that as a whole company, you know, that was not there for traffic anymore. I mean, we still continue to do great beat coverage on businesses and we do all over the place, but 
for a long time, it was more about burnishing the brand and, and sort of saying like, yes, this is a business news site. There's a hardcore readership out there that really, really cares about these topics where we're carrying yeah. these things. But the 34 hottest VCs is going to get way more traffic than that. It, 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 although that's a good prime story. That it, well, hottest? Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, because at are least you, 34 I, people I, are going to pay. I mean, <laughs> physically attractive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So well, anyway. actually, 340 are going to pay because they're yeah. wondering whether they're one of the 34. Right. Because... Right, the VCs don't have a good. Way uh, the, of I would say the thirty-four like rising VCs. There we go. <laughs> okay, like unknown rising VCs. That's a good prime story. So, so anyway, so what I'm trying to say is that um, over time, the commercial, the immediate commercial incentive to have that kind of B reporting on like lots of like medium to large sized, even publicly traded companies, was kind of kind of gone away a little bit. We still did it because it was important to us and because it was important to like maintain the brand, but we did it on the biggest companies and the most like talked about companies. And what is cool about Prime is that it, it, it says to us, actually, you can like turn the scale knob. You'll love this because we talk about scale and niche on this podcast a lot, but like it turns the, it turns how many people you need to reach down way, way, way down to where we can cover a company like, um, you know, Goldman Sachs or it gives or, you incentives to do more than just what did Elon Musk tweet? Because if you put up what did Elon Musk just tweet, like that's going to do way better than you in know, terms of tr- in terms of like immediate traffic. Then what like sure. a Mike Shield story about like yeah. deeply reported about something. Right, tech Mike's company. a great example of someone. Thank you for bringing up a good example. I was going to think of Dakin Campbell, but Mike's also a great example of someone who does really well for us on BI Prime because he writes about an industry in such a way we call it great reporting from inside companies that people who are at those companies, who are at their competitors, who are their customers and clients and investors, they need to know what he's saying. And you can't Google the answer. And so he's saying it. You want to pay for it. You want to expense it. By the way, everyone expense your Prime subscription. Go ahead. Why not? And so, um, and use your company email. And so, um, and so then eventually all of you will be expensing it and we'll go to your company and say, why don't you just pay for all these people? And then you can get an enterprise package and then we'll all win. But anyway, so the point is, is that then, okay. So but it I'm sounds like say, you want to do more of this stuff. So yeah, more stuff is going to be yeah, behind more, Prime. There, there's a, there's a, yes, yes. But, but there will also be more stuff, you know, so, so it's okay, not like. Maybe not, per, so percentage wise, it's not like. We're doing more stuff that you wouldn't so, be seeing now. So BI, I, I always thought Prime. like, uh, it, at least early on that Business Insider was saying, look, the, the stuff for the Wall Street Journal is amazing. It's great. Uh, but it's also expensive yeah. um, and it's expensive to produce. Yeah. And we are going to be able to do this at a lower price point for the production. Yeah. That was when the cost a lot of the aggregation yeah, stuff have, like yeah. was, was, was going on. Um, and, but then we're going to give it to people free. So we're right. going to have a much larger audience. I think that probably was part of the early value proposition. But I think that what we've learned is that we still have cost structure advantages um, over the journal and other great business publications that are out there and that we're that in some ways we're still chasing. So, um, and we think that we can, we think we can, we can get what they have, which is, you know, great reporting on, on all the industries, on all the industries that matter to today's and tomorrow's yeah. leaders. You know, but so. I guess, I guess my point was, it's not going to be like the journal where everything's locked down. Like you, you see right. this model of, it's not gonna be everything. Locked you can down. make no, money not. off of freely available yes. business content. Um, but then there's a lot, there's other content yep. that it just doesn't make sense for ads. If it's going to yep. get 6,000 page views, yep. it doesn't make sense right. to try to monetize it through advertising. Yeah. It's stuff that it's, it's, it'll still be chaff. We talked about that before. So it will still be fun, fast, fearless and, and fair and accurate. And I'm doing it back. I think you've now. won too many apps. I know we, they keep getting added. Things get added because we realize <laughs> okay. it's important. So yeah, there are four F's now. 
Um, anyway, so yeah, you nailed it, which is, the, and by the way, that speaks to our whole business, which is very diversified, you know, like, and a lot of people, by the way, are adding subs because they're looking around feeling like things aren't working and they need to do it. And yeah. we, we see it as an opportunity. And I've been a long time advocate for subscribers as a subscription business, uh, in part because for business reasons, but also mm-hmm. because I think it, it says to, um, it's just, well, it restores the economic incentive for this kind of beat reporting, which is the stuff that leads to the really, I think beat reporting is what leads to the mm-hmm. big stuff. You know, you're the one who's been on the beat for two years. You know, you know, when something happens, you know, the 15 people to call to get a really deeply reported story on the big news, whether that's an investigation or some sort of, you know, change in strategy or a merger or something. Um, so. So is that the pitch you give to the newsroom? as far as why they should be um, in favor of this? I think that there, it's not hard to sell the newsroom on this. And, 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 and what's cool is like there, we have some reporters who it's, that's not what we're going to ask of them. Um, we, we do, people who come and work for us, I tell them every time I interview someone, like you should know, we are a place where people are measured. You know, like your performance will be measured. And we talk about, uh, we also have qualitative qualities that we look for employees like are they good to work with do they write good sentences you know a lot of great values that we can talk so about. is like leading but is leading to subscriptions the new sort of page view quota them. yeah it's 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 a i hate the word quota i know you guys yeah. always it's a goal that i tried to <laughs> no because it's not a quota because it's <laughs> well a, it's just it's a directional thing and here's here's what I, you're yeah like, you evaluate people based on the audience well it's like s- it's, you're sitting in with a meeting with me where i'm talking to a, a staffer right now and it's like look we're going to measure how the audience is responding to what you're doing we do that in three ways we do that some people are really great at um, speaking to millions of people every month. And that's a really amazing um, talent. And we're going to take advantage of that. And that means to us that is one measurement that says people are responding to what you're doing. Another thing is how many subs are you adding for us each month? And that's a totally different measure. And it's really important. And then the, other, then the third one we talk about, and it's newer, it's called impact points. And that's, you know, are you, are you, how many times were you followed by the New York times or the, the Washington post this month? Like, did someone very important on your beat retweet you and say, exactly, you know, you track that. We do track that. Yeah, absolutely. And did you go on TV to talk about your story? Because that's important. And, and I think it's important. I know this is, this is like a, a, business of media uh, conversation, but it's important because it shows that we're having impact in the world. So that's, that's important to journalists Mm -hmm. and also journalists understand that business matters. This is very relevant to the business. Yeah. I I think, I mean, I think getting people aligned. Pete Spandy is happy when someone is on TV talking about a great story because he knows the clients are watching it and saying, Oh wow, business insiders doing great stuff. So that's why we, that's one reason why we care about it. And we continue, and I'm open to a fourth way of measuring how passionate the audience is about what we're doing or refining these ways. And we're constantly refining them. Uh, but we do believe in measurement. Okay. So just to be clear, all of BI is not going behind Prime. To be clear, no. All of BI is not going behind Prime. We wouldn't do that. But in also as part of this um, this memo, you said you were going to hire dozens of, of yes. people for BI. Yes. Okay. Are you looking to add more? I would guess, I saw some of the areas and they seem more Prime-ish. It's a mix. It really is. I okay. mean, you'll see. It's top um, of the funnel and it's bottom of the funnel. Yeah. Well, I think that I know, I know what that means in the terms of like Google versus like Super Bowl ad, but I don't know what it necessarily means in terms of. Well, top of the funnel is, yeah. I mean, you know, the funnel narrows as it goes down. Yeah. So okay, subscriptions yeah. are going to be the bottom of the funnel. The yeah. top of the funnel is, I think, is yeah, the ad reason monetized. I, I think the reason it didn't work on my brain more mass is, content. I think it didn't work on my brain because it's not like we're necessarily trying to, I mean, it is an advantage to have 80 million readers or maybe like 
internal numbers, say 100 million this month, coming to Business Insider and then marketing a subscription. Mean, it's like, you know, sometimes they talk about we're launching a competitor to the, inf the information. And what we have is we have 100 million readers coming to our site to like bolt it on to. And so, but anyway, that is an advantage, but it's not all about it. Our strategy is not take readers and who are coming to us for the for the strategy posts about how to learn how to be a great entrepreneur, how to learn how to succeed in life at work and home, and and what to do with the financial rewards. So it's, it's a whole topic for us. I call that the story of success. It, the mission is not to take those people and then get them into Prime. Like if they just if they read that uh, those stories and they read, um, you know, like is a big story about Apple going to be a Prime story? Probably. We think that most stories about Apple, the products, and like where things are going. Mm -hmm. That's not a prime story because kind of a lot of people want to know it. And, um, so who decides what's a prime story? It's an editor's decision. Okay. It, and, but, but if it's a story about like, this is, these are the, the, here's who's kind of like gunning for Johnny Ives job. Maybe a lot of people care about that. that's a hard call, but probably that's great. You know, here I'm going to, I'm using air quotes here. No one can see them. Great, we call it great reporting from inside companies. That's kind of our test. Okay. So, so the answer is it's a mix of hiring on both and both are equally important missions. We'll be back after this quick break. BI is not alone in having a membership program. Digiday Plus is our own premium membership program. It is meant for people in media, marketing, tech, and even investors to get a leg up. Here's how that happens. Digiday Plus members get access to exclusive content. Each day we have at least one piece that is available only to Digiday Plus members. And you also get invites to special member events, early access to this podcast, and also exclusive research, which we do on top industry trends. There is much more, too. Please visit digiday.com, and you'll see the plus tab on the menu bar. Digiday Plus membership is $395 a year, but if you use podcasts at checkout, you'll get 20% off. Remember, that is podcast. Please do check out the program. I believe it's worth it. Now back to the episode. Okay, so in starting Insider, it was about video. Yes, and as I said, you came on and talked about your yeah. bill billions of views a month. One point, I remember it was 1.6 billion. Now. And what is it now? We did 4 billion in July. Okay, so it's still going up. Yes. Yeah, and that's despite... No Facebook apocalypse. We've had, we've had a couple of bumps, but, but that's, that's, the bumps had less to do with the algorithm changes, although they registered here and there and we adapt. But the, the biggest bumps, the curveballs that Facebook has thrown our way have to do with the, the requirements around length of video. And, and we've overcome those. Well, you got very times. good at short video. We a lot of with, people got good at short video. We started with 45 second videos. Okay. And I still think Facebook should find a way to monetize those because like, honestly, that's what people really, really, really want. So okay. Facebook, if you're listening. But you don't make money off this. We don't make, we did for a time. Then Facebook had said, it's now going to be 90 seconds, which is twice as long. And so if views flattened or came down for a bit, it, and they, they never really tanked, but they maybe came down okay. by, you know. 10, 15% or something like that. Maybe I'm, something like that. Yeah. So that. I see these videos all the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm not into the Facebook thing, but you guys are really good at LinkedIn. It's very strange. Uh, but anyway, just, just on that, like the views came down and just because people ask me about this. It's because the, the, it literally requires more time to edit a yeah. twice as long video. So, so what's the point of, what's the point down. of, uh, ha, did you have to shift resources then away from, and, and that would seem like a specific muscle, but I'm not sure making those kind of very, um, impactful, very quick. Yeah, videos. it was, it was actually, it, you're sitting, you're sitting there and you're signing into Facebook's like, you know, iPads as you're walking in and the rep tells you 
So by the way, now they're going to be three minutes long. And you're like, oh God. And, 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 and you know, it's going to be a huge headache, but actually at the same time, it was an amazing challenge and it was really fun to like, okay, how do we make a good video at three minutes long? And all the story, you know, Tony Manfred and all of his team, um, like they're great storytellers and this is, that's an exciting challenge. Okay. How do we get people to pay attention to this whole video? And then a really cool thing that Facebook did, and I'm glad they did it is they ba making us go to three minutes. They made us optimize for YouTube. And so our YouTube audience has exploded in the past, um, eight mm -hmm. to 10 months to levels. So you're not like dependent on surprised. Facebook as much as you were when we spoke. No, we're not as dependent on Facebook as we were when we spoke then. Yeah. No, I mean, um, we, we are very diversified in terms of audience and revenue across the entire company. Obviously we don't want Facebook to go away. Don't go away. Yeah. Facebook, you know, don't, but do you that. don't, you don't, you don't whine about Facebook. No, I, uh, th there we go. This is why I wanted <laughs> to talk. Nick. I thank you. No, I love <laughs> Facebook. I do. I think that Facebook has done a, a miraculous thing for the world and for us in that they have created the Harry Potter newspaper and they've, they have made it so that that Harry Potter newspaper did not require like trucks to go out every morning to deliver it. It's in everybody's hands all the time. And we as storytellers get to send our stories out on that platform and they inspired multiple other platforms to follow their lead. You know, they, they you know, they own Instagram, of course, but Snapchat and uh, YouTube and all these places. I mean, obviously YouTube is first, but they have changed a lot in response, but YouTube is wonderful too. And anyway, so I, one thing I wanted to say, which is just that I get sick of people complaining about Facebook and the new revenue opportunities that they're, that Facebook is offering, because I think what happens a lot is people have businesses where they used to make a thing that they think looks like what they want to make in the future. I'm talking about video right now. They think about TV, but it's certainly happened with um, websites as well. They, they have this thing that they make and then what they want is to have the same economic rewards for making the thing they already made in the new medium. And I'm tired of that. And I want other publishers to realize that actually there's a good business in doing what Facebook is offering us to do. And if you certainly, if you work also with YouTube and you work also with Twitter and, um, and what you can do is you can compete. And so it, it, as much as I don't want to get beat or, or lose market share to other competitors, I do want there to be a market and I want other, and I think it's developing, but I think it's working. Let's make it so that there's lots of great inventory for people to buy into Facebook and buy into YouTube, um, through Facebook and YouTube if they need to, but through us as publishers, but let's, 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 as a, as an industry focus on how this can work and build things for this medium and make it a market and like, let's have sustainable journalism for the next hundred years. Mm -hmm. Here, here. How about Facebook watch? Yeah. You guys were involved. There was a cheese show. Facebook watch is a great example of like the snark that goes around around Facebook, which is just that um, people think it's the next Facebook live, which Facebook live was a bad idea. Um, it, it was a bad idea because it was not focused on anything people actually want, which is, you know, people watch Game of Thrones on Sunday night because they want to talk about it on Monday morning, but a lot of people probably time shift that. They watch the Super Bowl, they watch election night. What else do they watch live? Like, um, maybe some, uh, game shows. Philadelphia Eagles games. Yeah. <laughs> Eagles games. <laughs> oh man. If they have no class. <laughs> uh, no, but anyway, so. So Facebook watch people are like, Oh, Facebook watch Facebook's doing all these news programs. They're doing all these funding these shows. We have had a great experience with Facebook watch. You know, it taught us a lot about how to do better on this platform. So even though we did some funded shows in the beginning and we actually did, I think as many or more basically than most publishers, 
we learned a lot there and that was a good business too for us. But even, even if that stopped and it may, um, we have learned a lot about how that can turn into great storytelling. And now we have many successful shows in Facebook watch that have like wide distribution and, um, it's a good business for us working with Facebook's ad products, their revenue sharing. Um, it's, can you make money without the subsidies? It's yes, you can in Facebook watch. You certainly can. Absolutely. I mean, you, you would be silly uh, to not do it in addition to working with direct your direct sales team to like do things like what we just did with this summer. We did something um, with chase called uh, travel dares. And it's a show that has millions of viewers each episode. It's eight minutes long. It, it, um, but it's, it's, so good and it is built off the DNA of what we were doing early on uh, with Facebook video, but then had to learn how to do more thanks to Facebook's efforts at funding shows. We learned a lot about what is how to make this work. And then without Facebook's money, we made another show with the clients, you know, help and support. Mm. And that's a very successful program. And now we're going out and doing it with a bunch of others. And then meanwhile, we have uh, our own shows that we're publishing every day across things like um, Cars Insider or uh, Design Insider and so on and so forth. So those those like very verticalized yeah. properties, I guess they are. I'm not even sure. They're you like Facebook it, pages, really. They're, but, they're, they're Facebook watch shows. Okay. Yeah. Like you're going to continue those. You're yes. not just going to narrow in on these couple of brands. That's right. Yeah. And then we still do launch like even more premium ones like, um, like Travel Dares, for okay. example. Yeah. Nick, thank you so much for coming on. My absolute pleasure. Thanks, Brian. And thank you all for listening. This show is produced by Aditi Sangal. If you liked our show, and I hope you do, I would really appreciate if you head over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and leave us a review and a rating. This helps our podcast be discovered, or so I'm told. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Thank you again for listening, and we'll be back next week with a new episode.